Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. It's a moral to let a sucker keep his money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that kind of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession. It's a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my people, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Wednesday, January 31st, 2018. We're uh, all the way to the Super Bowl show here. Last, last, uh, our own sports pod of the football season. Crazy how quick we got here, but, uh, you know, just like it is every, every year, it's, it seems like it takes forever to get here, and then it sneaks up on you, and the next thing you know, you're just about done. And kind of coincidentally, it happens to be the game that uh, I don't even hardly care about at this point, so it's a little, a little bit of a disappointing climax here at the end of the season, unless uh, one of your teams are in it, or you feel strongly about the game. Anyway, it's been a while, it feels like it's been a while since we've been on we took a place there last week. Didn't really have any any uh, Pro Bowl selections or anything we need to do a pot about, but we're back in full force here. And actually, I haven't even talked to the other part of the pod here in a while either. It seems like it's it's been quite a bit. He's back out in Vegas, but uh, let's head out there and check in with him. How you doing out there, Crabber? Frank, what's happening? I'm doing all right. I don't know. Just uh, grinding away here. It's been uh, pretty full slate with all the props. So many. It's- so many different bets to make out there. A lot of value if you want to do the shopping. Uh, value just in the bets, but then also a lot of, you know, you take both sides. A lot of shopping you can do between books if you have uh, the outs. And so yeah, it's a full plate. And I got some stuff going in my other business as well, my security business. And then uh, I guess on top of that, to uh, put a little whipped cream on top, I got the the challenge, uh, fancy challenge that we've been doing that you're involved with uh, that that I run and do all the bookkeeping for. I'm a few weeks behind on that, so a lot of a lot of stuff going on. I guess what it comes down to. Yeah, pretty pretty great season of the challenge so far. We might have to spin no, this no spoilers there, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen it obviously as I alluded to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we might have to spin that off into a little challenge pot here. Weekly recaps on that. Not See a, what, like, not a bad idea. Forward. <laughs> the AS challenge pick of the week. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> um, I guess first and foremost, I should say uh, happy Hugh Jackson Day. It's uh, one thirty-one, just like his record here today. Oh boy! <laughs> of course, yeah. Jackson, the Cleveland Browns coach. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, it's. I thought you were going to start off the pod playing one of PA's calls from the twenty-five horrific plays the Vikings had there in the NFC Championship game. You didn't, couldn't find one that you liked or what? No, I'd prefer to just uh, you know live and forget type of deal. So. <laughs> yeah, we had you skyped in there from Vegas and all ready to go to re- rerun the mojo of the. The Minneapolis Miracle, and uh, I think the laptop died at halftime, and we didn't really have too, a whole lot of motivation to get it fired back up and Skype you back in for that second half comeback. Yeah, I don't know if it was the laptop that died or it was just the Vikings team, but uh, either way, I think it's one of the same. And maybe a little, little bit of both. Um, so yeah, that was obviously pretty disappointing, and uh, it's amazing how now it's been, what, like a, a week and a half, but it feels like it was about a month and a half ago to me. I don't know about you, but it seems like a, a century ago. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, um, you uh, started doing your prep work for next year. I know, as Debner Hovey said, if you haven't started by now, you better push the panic button. Oh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, pretty pretty tough loss. It's just you know it's one of those things too. That game, I was almost more excited about that game than I was the Super Bowl itself. Just if they would have made it to the Super Bowl, it kind of would have been okay. I can check the box and win or lose. If we lose the Patriots, so be it. If we win, even better. But that just would have been really great for the next or at the time the next two weeks or week and a half to be talking Vikings and all the props I'm betting now and stuff to have Vikings players and just make it that much sweeter. But what are you gonna do? If thens and buts, but yep. No, I went uh, last week on Friday. We went down to downtown Minneapolis there for the Super Bowl kickoff, you know, party or whatever in the streets, and uh, it's pretty cool atmosphere. They had you know some ice sculptures and um, the you know, like uh, ice slides and stuff like that. Just a bunch of different stuff going on there. And you were pretty... there. Or you watched it on TV. Oh yeah, no, I watch it on TV. I piped in some feeds online. No. We uh, we Ubered down there, got yelled getting out of the Uber because uh, we weren't supposed to pull over where we did, but our Uber driver didn't care, so we tipped an extra couple bucks. Uh, it was it was a cool atmosphere, but the whole time it was just just kind of a double edged sword. The whole time we were all basically uh, you know a little regretful that it wasn't the Vikings there, or disappointed or whatever. And it said it would have been a whole different feel and uh, electricity in the air if it would have been a huge culmination of the Vikings playing the Super Bowl, like kind of like you said, win or loss would have just been an awesome uh, vibe and an awesome atmosphere. So it's kind of a shame because I don't think there will really be a chance probably in, in our lifetimes or maybe once more uh, where that had ever happened where, uh, you know, the Vikings in particular will play a home Super Bowl. So maybe if their other team does end up making the Super Bowl in their home state, we should just uh, be bandwagon fans for the week and head there for just for the parties. There you go. But anyway, all right, well, uh, I don't even. I guess we'll do a, a brief little uh, weekend recap here with the championship games. The weekend recap. All right. So as, as we alluded to here uh, multiple times, uh, the, yeah, the Vikes got absolutely steamrolled by the Philadelphia Eagles in a super non-competitive game, and uh, Philly in case, ended in up. In case you weren't watching, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, more yeah, salt in those wounds. I'm pretty sure there's a high. Uh, percentage of the population of listeners here that they don't actually watch the games they just listen in for our beautiful voices uh shout out to mom there good point (laughs) um so anyway the the eagles were three-point dogs and steamrolled the vikes and the game got over and uh then the the patriots seven and a half point favorites so they won uh 24 20 so they didn't quite cover but uh then that game stayed under so my pick of the week uh, I had the under in that game, and it was under 46, so that did stay under. And it was kind of looked like a just about a dead nuts under there for a while, but then there were some points scored late, and it, it ended up getting pretty close, but still got my pick yeah! of the week. Room. So that was nice. And then uh, you, for your pick of the week, you had uh, a little tease. You had teased the, the Vikings total down to 31 or 32, somewhere in there. And then uh, I think you teased the— and a half, I believe. Okay, thirty-two and a half, and then the the pat side down to a, a half point or a pick 'em or somewhere in there. So both of those came through. So you got your pick of the week. So it's a good note from that perspective. Did you have any uh, you know plays on your on your picks page that you released? Yeah, real quick too. Before I get to that, I just want to mention as well uh, with the that obviously the teaser there uh, came into play. It was pretty nice. It, the, the total didn't matter. It blew over the total uh, for that Vikings game, but with that New England side. Clearly, with that final score there, it, it came into play. Uh, 24-20 was the final, so teasing it down there happened to work out uh, from six, six and a half, so or 
sorry, what was it, seven, seven and a half? Seven, yeah. seven and a half. I'm getting confused there. with the, the opener there with the Eagles game. But yeah, seven, seven and a half. So teasing it down there did did work out. And also, and that's a another just quickly. That's a perfect example of that's the advantage teaser. The the spot you want to be teasing it in is when you can go through seven, through six, through three, get through all those key numbers. Um, you know, either up from two up to like eight, or from seven down to one. It, that's uh, the, like the absolute best spot to do a tease, and that's a perfect example of where it worked out. Yeah, exactly. And uh, on on the same note as the teaser, kind of funny, just ridiculous how every teaser would have came in or would have cashed last, two weeks ago now, or a week and a half ago now. Um, and all those, both games in the NFL cha- NFL championship there, just uh, the only one that wouldn't have mattered would have been the, the Viking side if you would have teased that up or down. Um, or the Eagles side up and down. So either way, but other than that, the the Vikings Eagles side and uh, every other total inside for all both both the games, all four teams uh, would have came in if you would have bet either way. So it's pretty crazy. It just shows you how important the points are, and not going to happen like that every time. But just some something to keep note of. But oh uh, yeah, as for the as for the weekend, I didn't have any uh, any plays on the you know, the championship games. So um, I I did put the under myself in that Jacksonville Patriots game and did even slide up a little bit. Um, I think. I don't know if I got a 48, it's 47 and a half, 47, something like that. So that was, it could have came into play there, especially if they got a field goal late. So um, that would have been, you know, came pretty big, pretty key there for a number, but didn't didn't play it out. So I couldn't put it in the segment. But um, yeah, as for officially released plays, I didn't have anything. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't officially release any plays either. I, I like that under, but it didn't, uh, didn't like it quite enough to, to fire on it there officially. Uh, but yeah, when you were talking about how, all the sides of the teasers hit and then you kind of pause for a little bit and, and rambled on a touch and then like, Oh, except for the Viking side, there's, I guarantee there was somebody that loaded up on a Viking side teaser was probably to throw the remote at the computer saying, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> until you said the butt there. Cause I've, I've been in that spot before, but anyway, alrighty. So yeah, that'll, uh, that'll do it for the, the weekend recap. And then normally here we'd go into the getting the best of the number segment, but the, in these two games, uh, then Rob said the number mattered for his teaser, but uh, there wasn't actually any numbers that were extremely crucial out of these two games, so we'll just skip that segment for now. And uh, we'll head right into a little bit of the Super Bowl preview. So it looks like, let's see, let's actually I don't even have the page up here. Uh, it looks like what the Pats are now down to four and a half point favorites with a total of 48. Yeah, um, I'm to be honest, I'm pretty surprised. A little bit of movement here. Eagles money coming in heavy, <laughs> and uh, they're in full force here. Got a big army of uh, Eagles Eagles supporters coming in, and in the books, I guess. But they're done throwing beers at people, and they're at the counter wagering some dollars. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's another side note. Ridiculous there with the Vikings fans, but um, yeah. So it's coming da- came down. I think the another look ahead line for this game before the games kicked off uh, on that Sunday, Sunday and a half ago. Um, I think it was seven and a half, I believe, and then, and then it opened. I think it's six, six and a half. I, I think a few spots opened Rogue Seven, but definitely wasn't widely available. Uh, so I think most of the books opened about six was the consensus line. It was the opener, and a few six and a halves. And I think I saw one Rogue Seven, like I said, but all the way from six coming all the way down, and now I'm sitting like you said, four, four and a half. Not a huge move. You'd see it in a typical NFL Sunday during the during the, the season, regular season. But uh, for the Super Bowl, that's a pretty big move. I mean, it's not as key number as like three. Or, 
but six is still a good pretty key number to move off of. So um, I'm kind of surprised it went down. I thought once it got down to five and a half, five, that was about as low as it can go. And now when you're sitting at four, four and a half, it's, I've, you know, I've even seen, heard some sportsbook directors think they might think it's going to go down to three and a half before kickoff, just from the percentages and the money that's been coming in so far. So I, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I put this number myself at about six, six and a half range where it opened. Uh, maybe I think it was a tad short of where I thought it would open at, but um so yeah I don't, I don't really know why there's so much money coming on the eagles other than the fact that you know just what we saw last week between the the patriots almost losing and very well could have against the jacksonville team i think arguably got outplayed and then you had philadelphia just you know blow the doors off of the, that really good minnesota defense and nick Foles looks like the you know the second coming so um other than that i don't really see a whole lot of logic behind it and based off of that that's you know i'm, I'm looking at the new england side so uh i most likely for sure be, I'll, I'll, I'll be on it for sure myself, uh, money line and most likely side, especially because out of three and a half, I'll probably have a little bit of both in my pocket. Uh, if it gets down low enough, I'll be releasing as a play as well. So how do you feel about this game? Yeah. Um, I'll first uh, give kind of just my opinion here on, on like the, the teams here in this game in general, and then I'll kind of kind of give, give a couple of pointers about like big picture Super Bowl or championship type games or, or my thoughts on that. Um, in terms of this game, I I think there is an overreaction to just how good Philly looked and how good Foles looked uh, from last week. Just think this number would at least be six or six and a half if Foles looked like he did against the Giants or the Raiders or, you know, some of those games down the stretch. And you can make the case, well, it, you know, it took him a few weeks to kind of get a feel for the offense and, and get into, into the shape for the season and whatnot. So, I mean, that's definitely possible. And that what you saw uh, two weeks ago was the level he's going to be playing at going forward here, at least for this week. But I think it's people – I think this line's priced like you're going to get that quarterback that you saw against the Vikings. And I'd say that's obviously as high his ceiling. And um, But I think if you do get that Foles, you're not really getting much of a bargain here. Whereas if you happen to get bad Foles or even mediocre Foles, uh, I do feel like this pass line is a little cheap. And they didn't look overly impressive against Jacksonville uh, necessarily either, but I think that was a pretty terrible matchup for them. And uh, I even said when, part of the reason I liked the under was because I didn't think they were going to have a ton of success against their defense. And I don't, I don't think they'll have a ton necessarily against the Eagles either, but I think they'll have a little bit more than they did against the Jags. And they still scored 24 against the Jags. So I could definitely see them getting in the high 20s, low 30s. And I, I would bet against Foles being able to repeat his performance and, and keep it that close. So uh, I, I do like the pass at four and a half, but even my, my favorite bet, uh, I know I tweeted this out like a week ago, and uh, my thought really hasn't changed on it from the stuff I've, heard and listened to and read and just the more I thought about the game. I think my favorite bet's probably the New England money line here. Uh what what are you seeing the cheapest for it? What like one seventy five minus one eighty somewhere in there? Yeah, there's a few one seventy fives in my shop right now, currently. So that's you know, just betting them just to win the game. You gotta lay the hundred and seventy five to win a hundred is what that money line's telling you. So I I think that's because uh, I could see them def- you know, I could see them easily winning a three, four point game somewhere in there. Or even Philly scoring a backdoor touchdown if they're up 10 late. So it kind of protects you against that. Uh, and then we talked, I don't know if this was on last podcast or a couple podcasts ago, uh, when you get championship games or these high-profile games that are standalone games like this, you kind of get that phenomenon where 
your average Joe walks over the counter and says, I want to bet Philadelphia. And the ticket writer will say, well, do you want to get the four and a half points and bet 110 to win 100? Or do you want to just bet them to win straight up and you bet 100 to win 160? And more often than not, it's a Philly fan or somebody that watched them and said, oh, they're good enough to win the game. So just give me the money line and they'll win straight up. So the money line kind of gets artificially bet down. And then the, the spread, the people are betting New England, they're not going to want to bet 180 to win hundred dollars they'd rather just figure hope they're going to cover the points and win by five or more so i had to bet 110 to win the 100 so in this case the spreads actually came down too because there's been affiliate money across the board but i do think that the um new england money line is a little bit relatively cheaper than the uh spread on new england so I mean, the, the New England money line is cheaper. I don't know if I said that wrong, but I like New England uh, money line or spread, but I would probably um, at least cut my bet in half and probably do 75% of my bet towards New England and 25 um, towards the New England money line and 25 towards the New England spread. So a little convoluted there, but uh hope that made some sense to some people. Um, and then as far as like actual like big picture uh, Super Bowl things, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword here. Uh, from second time using that uh, expression in the pod, but uh, on one token of the game on the coin, the Super Bowl it's just one game, so you shouldn't bet any more of your bankroll or you know go overboard or make an investment just because it's a big deal. And you know there's it's the same as there's you know hundreds of other football games all year long, so this one shouldn't garner that much more of a bet than anything else. You don't want to go crazy on it if you don't feel like there's value or there's a side that you like or you don't feel like there's um, anything worth betting then you definitely shouldn't do it if you're actually trying to make money if you're just you know have an entertainment buddy or bet with your friends and just want some enjoyment and you're basically just treating it like instead of going to a movie you're going to make this game more interesting by betting 50 bucks or 100 bucks on it then you know more power to you but do it knowing that it's not you're not doing it necessarily to make money if you happen to win that's good but, you know, in the long run, you're probably not making a great bet. Just at least go into it having that mindset so you're not upset if you lose and, and over-leveraging yourself with way more money involved than you need to just because it's one game. But on the same token of the coin, uh, since it is such a high-profile game and there is so much public money involved, I think that there can be a greater opportunity of a mispricing in the line. And like you said, with all those Philly public betters that watch how good they looked against the Vikings, I could see where there's going to be an overreaction of a lot of public money that's going to swamp the sharp money here, at least uh, at the beginning or, you know, for um, for most of the time and at certain books. So I think this could be a potential spot where there, there might be a mispricing because of all that public action uh, that not a whole lot, especially in other sports, does the sharp money get dwarfed by the public money. But this is the most, or the you know the, the most prime example of that happening. So, if you do think that you disagree with the public sentiment, this there is probably more opportunity in this game than others. But I still want uh, overexpose yourself with too large bets. Yeah, um, I don't know if you got that thing back and forth or not after backing into concept corner, but. Uh, <laughs> um. I don't have the I don't have the beeper or the the music Ooh, to play it, but too bad we couldn't get the sounder in there for old times. I've heard, I've heard a couple of people clamoring for it, so it's too bad we couldn't uh, you know do it for them. Yeah, well, I uh, 
Yeah, maybe I'll get it, have to get it ready for next year because I, I kind of miss it too. I miss hearing that little beeper, but uh, <laughs> um, no, that's a good point. Some good points you made. Um, I think the I was I'm I'm waiting for Moneyline too. I think I mentioned at the start of the podcast. That's probably gonna be my biggest bet of the Super Bowl, or one of the biggest bets I'm gonna make is betting the the New England money line. That's kind of just a a tradition unlike any other here in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> a little pre-masters talk, but. Uh, we'll see how low it can go. I don't know. Like I said, if this point spread gets down to three and a half, you'd assume that this money line could get down in the 150, 160 range. And at that point, you know, absolutely I'm in. Um, but just from a few different calculators and stuff you can find online and just from common sense, you'd, this money line should be in the really no lower than minus 200. And uh, at, the, at this point spread, so the fact that you're seeing minus 175, you're right there, you're getting a quarter of value. And so, like me, I like the New England side. I think you like the New England side, like you've already said. And if you're taking a quarter of value, I mean, it's hard to pass that up. So, um, like I said, I'm kind of just watching the market and seeing where it is. And I'll probably release it once I feel like it's the the best time to strike. And I I won't be surprised if it, uh, if we start seeing some New England money come in pretty heavy here come the weekend and early weekend. Or I won't be surprised if we didn't see much at all, just because I'm I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen more of it already in the way it's, the way this whole game has already been shaping up point spread and money line wise already just from a betting perspective i'm kind of surprised about so really nothing would surprise me just when you have that much money that's so i don't know what's the word uh just unintelligent not you know uneducated uneducated yeah exactly when you have that much money driving the market it's like you know you really don't know where it's gonna go so uh talk about like the election same type of deal so um with that being said i i on, on other than the side, I do like the total a little bit. Me personally, right now, I actually got some money on the over a little bit for the game, but I just a little bit. But I do like more so the first half under, which looks like pretty much consensus is twenty four right now. So a little bit of money looks like. Uh, see, Pinnacle moved to twenty three and a half uh, just recently, but yeah, at twenty four, a little bit of extra juice maybe if you can get under twenty four, uh, one twenty under one twenty one twenty five. On the on the the juice, I would think uh, uh, I like that line a decent amount. I know it's been out there quite a bit. Uh, if you've been listening to anything Super Bowl related, with the New England not being able to score in the first quarter, they haven't scored yet. What is it, six Super Bowls or seven? They haven't scored one point yet in the first quarter. Uh, pretty crazy stat there to think about Brady and Belichick not being able to score uh, when in the biggest game in the first quarter. But I. Not, not only, I think there's got to be something to that, but I don't want to put a whole lot of stock in that either. But uh, just all together, I think it'll just kind of, just in general, the Super Bowl, I think you're going to be more conservative to start, especially the Eagles when they're kind of, haven't been there before. Foles hasn't been there. Doug Peterson, the coach, haven't been there. And just players and coaching staff, I think they're just going to be more conservative until they either get a bigger lead or kind of get, you know, figure it, figure it out a little bit or just get a little more a comfort level or if they're behind they're obviously have to start gunslinging too so that's why i like the first half under a decent amount something i'd look out to play um i don't know if i'll get there as a release play or not but i do already have money on it so uh myself but i don't know if there's anything else you want to add for just the game yeah i tend to agree with that especially like a lot of championships i know this happens a lot in college and and uh in the high profile Biggest games where teams usually come out a little tight and a little close to the vest. Don't want to have anything horrendous happen to them early, so they come out running the ball, uh, you know, low risk plays, and it ends up running the clock a lot and, and forcing a lot of punts because they might get a couple first downs, but it's usually not 
a wide open style where it's creating points either direction. So in general, first quarter unders and first half unders are pretty good. Uh, in this particular case, I I don't know. It it seems like the the thing you said with New England, which I have heard a million times this week, what well, I haven't scored in the first quarter in a Super Bowl. It's it's like the sample size is big enough at whatever it is, six or seven games now that it seems like it's hard to imagine that's total randomness. But I also don't really buy it for some reason either. I don't I don't know. Um, I guess maybe if you went back and like rewatched those first quarters and saw if there's like a common thread between them. I, I haven't done that yet <laughs> and don't think I'm going to. But that would be kind of interesting to see if it was if you thought there was uh, some reasoning behind that or not. Um, but I, I, so I, I wouldn't really necessarily bet on them to not score again. And then on the Philly side, it'll be really interesting to see what they do because that's kind of what people expect them to do against the Vikes. And they came out just slinging it around and taking shots downfield. And um, Peterson's, his MO is, for the most part since day one, been a pretty aggressive coach. So that uh, wouldn't shock me at all if he kind of played a little bit more up-tempo or took some shots downfield and, and created some points even early and just kind of swung for it, knowing they're the underdogs and kind of taking that mentality. So. I don't know. I, I really don't have an opinion, I guess, on the under. I do think, uh, technically, I agree with you. Uh, I would lean under, specifically for the first half. Um, but I also, with these two individual teams, I don't really have a whole lot of faith going either way with it. So I'm, I'm probably going to stay away from the, the total myself. But anyway, um, let's. I know you were scouting out some props you were saying. And I'd, I'd looked at some, but I just don't, I really don't have a great feel for this game. I, I just, the only thing I feel fairly confident in is I think New England's going to win the game. So any props that I'd be giving out, it would be a little disingenuous because I don't actually have too strong of an opinion on them. So why don't you just give your top, you know, two, three, four props, whatever you feel like uh, sharing and keep, give us something to track and, and hopefully make a, make a buck or two. Yeah, um, sure. Well, I'd... Let's see, one of the ones, kind of like I said, and I, know, I think I mentioned too in my analysis of the, that first half under, it has little to do, I think, with just this track record of New England not being able to score in the first half. I think it's just on something interesting to note. Um, but, first quarter, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, them to score in the first that. quarter. That would really the, be remarkable. <laughs> no, yeah, first first quarter, but the props for the first half. Yes, or the, okay, gotcha. The, the total, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's one of the, I think, along with that kind of, I think it's going to be more of a slower game. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, specifically in the first half, like I already mentioned. And I think along with that, I think, uh, I'm just looking at Sportsbook here, you can get, and the juice, instead of being minus 110 each way, most of the time you're going to see 115 each way. It's a you know, 30 cent straddle instead of a 20 cent um, from the book's perspective is what you're generally, gonna, generally going to see. Um, but... I think one of the one of the ones I like a little bit is will there be a field goal in the first quarter, yes or no, and it's minus one fifteen each each way, and I think I like the yes there. I think it'll just be more of a deal where they're going to try to get some points on the board, especially with Belichick. I know he's gotten asked it a few times. I've heard it in a press conferences uh, since you know, last week and a half about about that, and he gets the whole you know the typical Belichick thing where he looks at you and stares at you, and I know I posted on Snapchat one time when he's at a press conference and just you know gives you the. <laughs> The desk there, but it, I'm sure it has something to do with the two, or they're going to make sure they get some points on the board for the first quarter. And I, I, I just like that to do. I, I think it's, it's I don't, like you, like you said too. I think it's not going to be as conservative as you would expect in a normal Super Bowl because I think I was surprised too with Doug Peterson how aggressive he was, and I kind of applauded him against the Vikings and just gunslinging with the backup quarterback. I mean, you're not going to see a whole lot of coaches do that, 
but I think at the same time, you, there's a difference between being aggressive, and being stupid. So I think they're they're not going to be going for it and ridiculous, you know, fourth and long or anything like that. They're probably just going to get some points on the board, and I think they're going to have some opportunities decently early for a few field goals. And like I said, I think points on the board are going to be pretty crucial here. Uh, and, so that's, that's why I like about that one. To add on to that, you got two pretty big leg kickers with uh, what's the the Phillies guy? I forgot his name is. Um, where we got Koskowski for New England, and then you got uh, what's that guy's name? I remember he seemed, every time I seem to for him to want want him to make it, he always misses it, and vice versa. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to draw. Jake a Elliott, Jake Elliott, that's yeah. what his name is. Jeez, drawing a blank here. I've just kind of checked out a football season already at this point. It's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, no, they both got pretty good legs and are pretty good kickers. And then of course the game's indoors, so the the weather isn't going to be an element or uh, you know um, a variable in it at all. So I agree with you. Take that mentality and you put two good kickers indoors who can bomb it from fifty five, even upwards of sixty yards potentially. Um, you know, I, I think that definitely sets up for for that to, to be a pretty solid wager. So I I won't argue with you there. What uh, what do you got next? Yeah, um, let's. I mean, the, just a lot of my props, a lot of the things I'm looking at. Just the way you kind of exp- try to figure out how you think the game's going to play out in your head, and then you kind of just bet the props along that. I know I've heard a few people, a few different people say that, but it does make a lot of sense. And if you haven't heard that, it's something you should definitely look at before making your prop bets. You should instead of just going and looking at each one and saying, "Okay, I like that. I don't like that." It's more of okay. I'm here's the stuff I'm looking for. Here's what I think is going to happen, and kind of try to fit it in like a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle into what the how you picture the game playing out. So just my general, when I do that in my head, my general thought is, okay, it's going to be a lower scoring first half. It's going to be a little bit of a slower start, a little bit more conservative. I, I do agree with you say how they're going to be, they might still be aggressive to a point, but like I said, you got to be play smart football and you got to play to win the game. So I think it's going to be a little bit slower in the first half. And then I, I do think New England's going to have a bigger lead at some point. I think they're going to, kind of get a bigger a bigger head start, and I think Philadelphia might start a little bit slower. So I, I don't know if it'll be a blowout the whole game, but I do think at some point this will be a, there'll be a pretty big uh, lead from New England. I think New England, uh, Philadelphia's going to have to come back or, uh, later in the game with not be as conservative, and, and they're not going to have to start gunslinging a little bit more and not and take a little bit more risk downfield. And they did the, like you said, they did do that last game, but I think they're really going to have to push it. with. Their, I feel like they're going to be down by a couple scores. Um, not early, but going into the third quarter or mid third quarter, I feel like they're going to be down by 10 points or more. So it's kind of nitpicky to find props like that, but that's kind of, I, I would look for if you can find something like that at your book, if they're, especially if you have a, I know a few props you'll see like the biggest differential point differential during the game. I've seen some 14 and a half and you can do 10 and a half. I mean, it's all different. So I'm not going to say a specific prop. I'd say look for something like that. And also, I look for more, kind of along with the point spread in general, just in the game and the total, and not to the total of the money line, excuse me. Um, I, I look for more of the players for Philadelphia to go under, whether it be receptions, rush yards, what have you. And then uh, I look for the Patriots players more to go over. I think you're kind of just going to get a little bit more value on the Patriots players. So, like right now, me personally, I have some Amendola. Over on the reception yards, I think uh, Bovada, I got it at 47, 48. Uh, over a little bit of extra juice, and then and also, they were they, when they were struggling when Gronk got out with that concussion, they were going to him like every other throw. Yeah, so not that they're going to repeat that necessarily because who knows with Belichick, but if it's even remotely close to a, a similar style, 
I mean, I could see him easily getting 50 yards. Yeah, so that's uh, that's something to look at. I know it's it's that's, I got a pretty good number on that, so that's not gonna be definitely probably not gonna be able to get that, or it's not widely available for sure. So it might be a little bit a little bit north of 50 yards, but even then, it's uh, something to look take note of or try to get a different way. Even looking at receptions, I have a little bit of that in my pocket as well. Uh, four and a half is about the widely available number. There's a few fives out there with some a uh, little bit of extra juice on the on the unders, but. Uh, that's Amendola for receptions. And then also I looked at uh, Brady over this past pass yards. I mean, that's moved a little bit now too, so I think the value's kind of sucked out. But uh, pass yards for Brady or even completions, so something to look at there. Uh, this completions is sitting at about 26 and a half, 27. So a little bit of extra juice on the over on that as well. Um, so that's for players, players-wise. And then Eagles, I know the... Open the Foles open to like two, what was it, two twenty, two twenty five total yardage, I think, passing yards, and that's got bet all the way up. I've seen some two forties, I think, so that's been getting bet up quite a bit, um, which I don't necessarily disagree with that either. Um, I feel like it's probably going to keep getting bet up a little bit, but um, might come back down. I would think a decent amount by some sharp guys before kickoff. Uh, but I don't have a whole lot of opinion anymore on that one, but I would have liked over, so I guess that's not too helpful. But um, if, if you did do find some rogue number where you're kind of getting the two. 220s, 230s range. I think I still like over there on on pass yards for Foles, um, especially like you said with with Peterson. I, I was pretty impressed with some of the play calls they had, some of the decisions they made, and just really aggressive. And not being a Vikings fan, it was pretty tough to see, but just from an overall perspective of grading the coach and the the quarterback, I think that was definitely a, a thumbs up there for play calls as as opposed to some of these other coaches you'd see. Um, so let's see, other than players, I can see what else I got here. Um, I guess you got anything to add here on anything? i take a look at the other. Yeah, the around. one kind of um, you know, coattailing on your first one there, I was looking it up because I was kind of curious uh, after I chipped in there a little bit too, but the longest field goal made over under is 47 and a half yards. Now, I think that's a fair number. I don't think that number's way out of whack, but just based on the uh, variables I stated earlier, I think there's a pretty good chance that there might be a field goal made longer than that. Uh, I think there, are, if there is an attempt, I feel fairly confident that either one of those kickers is going to make it and indoors with, with those conditions. And uh, I do think that uh, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be totally shocked if uh, I know Peterson's a guy that goes for it of a, a fair amount on like fourth and five from the the forty or so. But I just think in, in these conditions, I, I kind of agree with some of the logic you had earlier that I think uh, they might tend to take the points more often. And if they do have the opportunity to, I feel pretty confident the kickers can, can bang her home. So I kind of like uh, over 47.5 for the longest field goal. It's just minus 110 both ways. Yeah, definitely uh, something uh, to look at for sure. Uh, I know there's another one I looked at as well, I think. Well, I think at Sportsbook it was who's going to make which kicker is going to make the first field goal, the Philadelphia kicker or the New England kicker, and Kuskowski I think was at minus one thirty to to make it first, and I think I agree with that. I think it's a little too high, but if you found some one twenty, one twenty five, I guess even one thirty, but I wouldn't go any higher than that for sure to make the first field goal. Like I said, I think they're going to be focused on getting points on the board early, and I feel like they're going to come out to a hotter start. I feel like that's going to be lead more towards. Uh, Gustowski getting the field goal and along with what you said I think they're the Philadelphia's gonna be more aggressive I feel like and if it's a fourth and one or fourth and two I'm be all won't be at all surprised for them to go for it if they're you know in their own ter- 
not on their own, if they're in uh, New England's territory at close to scoring a 10 yard line or something like that, I feel like they're going to be more apt to go for it than New England. Just because, yeah, I don't know. He's, Peterson's, like I said, just been aggressive. So, I and think, they're in that underdog mentality role where, you know, we need to make a statement and whatever. I, you know, might as well take our, take our shot swinging instead of just playing conservative and letting them take it to us. So, I think, yeah, just from a mentality standpoint, I think they definitely have that underdog feel to them where we're going to come out and be as aggressive as we can be. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least we know we took our best shot. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I got a few, I got a handful of other ones I'm going to have probably, you know, 20 plus props before kickoff that I'll have in pocket. And I got a handful right as, as we speak today, but I don't really have a lot of other ones specifically that I, like I said, that the numbers haven't moved or something that I can still give out to the listeners. I know the one, another one where it's kind of just more general, but if you can kind of just the way it plays out the first, I think the second half is going to have more scoring than the first half. Just obviously you kind of can figure that out from just what I've been saying so far, but if you can find any props like that, whether it be a a third quarter to first quarter or fourth quarter to second quarter or for first second half to first half, something along those lines that I'd pay up to for any of those. I think I'd pay up to about minus minus one fifty if you can find those, but anything more than that, I think it's getting a little too pricey, but um, anyway, so something to look out for. If, if you do agree with me, I think that's something, so, so a few ways to attack it. Cause that's the one nice part, the beauty of the Super Bowl. You can, you can say how, figure out how something's going to play out, but there's multiple different ways to attack it as opposed to, just a regular season game it's a lot harder to figure to bet individual props or to find those props widely available and it's just a lot harder to attack the game so if you uh if you do agree with what i'm saying or like the like with play out there's a handful of different ways you can attack it if you have the, the proper outs and, and hasn't moved uh, quick enough yeah there's actually i forgot there's one prop i bet right at open i want to make sure i got a good number but uh, i think it'll actually probably be my <laughs> biggest bet of the year um, I got some inside information. I kind of like the coin toss to be heads. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I got a tip from a wise guy. They're using a double headed coin. So I got it at minus one Oh five. Um, right now it's been steamed up and <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> minus 200. Um, but anyway, all right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, I think that's enough, enough prop talk for, uh, for the game here. So any concluding thoughts for either this game or for the season or the pod in general there, Crab? No, I don't know. I, I guess I can go to my picks page. I was struggling there for a while. It's about 10 down, 10, 11 units on the picks overall. And I climbed myself back up. I'm still below 50%, but I had a few money line plays in there as well. But uh, net right now sitting at 1.175 down. So not not a good season, which is kind of disappointing. Didn't have as many plays as I would have hoped. but. Um, you know, like, got to take the positives. It could have been a lot worse for me specifically. So I'm glad to climb climb back a little bit. But hopefully next season we'll be able to get back to where I was a few seasons ago where I was just north of uh, 20 units. But like I said, I'll have a few plays here, I think, for the Super Bowl or at least one. I've already mentioned them, so I'm not going to reiterate them. But uh, just keep keep your eyes out for that. And maybe if I go 2-0 and or can get, get it back up where I'm back in the – back in the positive for the season so we'll take a look at that but other than that it was a good season a fun season uh, it would have been nice for the vikings to make the super bowl but what are you gonna do and uh yeah other than that everyone enjoy the super bowl should be uh, hopefully a good game and a lot of uh i feel like there's quite a bit of opportunity for this game uh, a lot of public money in like always so it's always uh, good for someone like me yeah all righty so that uh that pretty much do her in terms of future pods. Uh, I fully intend that we'll be back next year. 
only got what about seven months till the uh, preseason the starts up again. <laughs> yeah, get the skull going again next year. So um, I don't know. If there's there's a small chance we might do some kind of off season or draft pod or for golf or something else. But I I won't hold your breath necessarily if we do. We'll probably tweet about it or you know whoever refresh the feed here every now and then and see if anything interesting pops up. But uh, I think we'll for sure be back next year. So and the other thing is, I know I mentioned it last year, I think even too, but we we're definitely going to get some people on next uh, season. We'll get that going. I got the setup and stuff for that. I had it about halfway through the year here, but kind of just uh, stumbled our feet on that and made it a little bit more convoluted. But yeah, next season we'll definitely get a few guests on uh, throughout the year for sure. Yeah, I mean, not that our voices won't be enough for anybody, but we might, <laughs> might as well add in a third every now and then and get some other people's takes or opinions and, you know, it never hurts to have some more information and hopefully some, some entertaining guests as well. So yeah, be, uh, be looking forward to that for next year. And, and, uh, I think that'll do her. So good luck to everybody in the Super Bowl, and good luck to everybody the rest of the off season here. And thanks for listening and can't wait to come back next year and do it again. Thank you for listening to the Arone sports podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.